0: Next, the golden days of radio.
1: Hi, this is Frank Brzee, welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities... On this program, we are featuring an excerpt of The Shadow, plus an amusing episode with Elliot Ness in The Untouchables. One of the great radio programs of the 30s, 40s, and 50s was The Shadow, and it continues to be syndicated on stations across the country to this day. This may jog a few memories as we present an episode of Lamont Cranston as The Shadow Knows. What
0: evil lurks in the hearts of men? The Shadow Knows. (laughs) Now, listen to Air Freight Fracas.
2: Johnny! Johnny Fresno! It's a long time since you came down to the waterfront. Come on in, Johnny.
3: Same old Harry McCarty. What's on your mind, Harry?
2: Why did you call me? Help yourself to refreshments, Johnny. We can talk about old times. How's the freight business at the airport, Johnny? That's going great, Harry. Yeah, you got quite a setup there. Well, you always were a guy with big ideas, Johnny.
4: Johnny. Pan-Atlantic Airways, flight 14 arriving
0: on schedule at gate 12. Fresno Overland Freight Agency. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir, it's been picked up. It's already on the road. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yes, sir, can I... Shipwreck. Eddie, Eddie, sir, can Eddie, they said you'd put the mob. What you doing in Johnny Fresno's office? Working here. You're still one of his boys. Johnny's clean. Clean? Johnny Fresno clean? You ought to be a comic, Eddie. Say, what are you doing here, Shipwreck? Well, I'm doing somebody a favor. After this, I'm going off someplace and take it easy. What do you mean, Shipwreck? Uh, nothing personal, Eddie. It's just a job and getting paid for it. I got to rough you up a bit, Eddie. Rough me up? What for? I done nothing. Eddie, uh, I, I won't make it too bad on account of we used to be good friends. No, please. Ow! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Too bad it has to be you, Eddie. <coughs> See, Eddie? That's all it has to be.
5: Well, it was a nice vacation trip, remark, but I'm glad to be back home. And look
0: who's here to meet us.
5: Commissioner Weston! Oh, you shouldn't have come all the way out here just to meet little old us.
0: Why not, Miss Lane? I've got nothing else to do. Ah, you have crime under control, Commissioner? What crime, Mr. Cranston? Uh, yes, Sergeant. What is it? Trouble at the freight office. Somebody just beat up Eddie Sulkin, the clerk. You see what I mean, Mr. Cranston? All right, Sergeant, let's go to what we call the scene of the crime. Uh, mind if we come along? Be my guest. Sulkin. who did it? Oh. <sighs> Eddie, who did it? Why? Who was it? Chef... She- Ray- We'd better get him to the hospital.
5: And to think that I was afraid that Shrevey would forget to pick us up at the airport.
0: He wouldn't forget about us, would you, Shrevey? Oh, me, Mr. Cranston? No, I wouldn't forget, I wouldn't. Hey, what's with what Eddie Sultan? One of the other hackers said eddie had been beaten up, he said. I wonder why.
5: Sounds
2: like somebody wants to sell Johnny Fresno no protection like in the old days, it sounds.
5: What some people will do to make a living.
0: Shrevy, whatever became of Shipwreck Malone? Shipwreck? What made you think of him what made you, Mr. Cranston? Did Eddie put the finger on Shipwreck, did he put? No, not actually. But I think he was trying to before he lost consciousness. That was my impression. I don't know if the inspector had the same impression... Where is Shipwreck these days? Mr.
3: Cranston, he lives
0: at the Hotel St. John on Low Street. Three blocks from here he lives.
5: Lamar, Shrevy is so well informed about these underworld characters. Yeah,
0: I think we should be concerned about you, Shrevey. Oh, me? I just pick up information. I pick up. That's all, Mr. Cranston. Well, drop me at the next corner. Sure. Oh, no. Marco, I think it's time for the Shadow to make a social call.
2: Why, here I come. Yeah. Yeah, me on one of them islands, I could see
0: it now. Going somewhere, shipwreck? I see you're packing. Who's that? I can't see you. The shadow. <laughs> oh, no. Not you. Not you. You remember me? What do you want with me? Listen, I'm out of the rackets. I retired. You weren't retired an hour ago, Shipwreck. You are very much in business at the airport. Airport? What's this airport bit? You are very rough with Eddie Sulkin. What are you talking about? I ain't seen Eddie in years. Who hired you to do that job? No, Nobody hired me for the job. Nobody. Sometime today, Eddie will recover consciousness. And he'll identify you. Listen, I got a plan to catch. Before Eddie identifies you... That's why you're wrong, Shadow. Eddie won't think of me. He wouldn't know that. That's not the way we do things. So get lost. I got to finish packing. Think it over, shipwreck. When Eddie identifies you, you'll get no help from your boss. You'll be on your own. Think about it. (laughs) He's gone. He said I'd be fainting. No, the boss wouldn't let me take the rap. But I better make certain. McCarty, this is Shipwreck. I want to talk to you. I let Shipwreck think I'd left, but I stayed and listened to him telephone Harry McCarty.
5: Lamont, shouldn't you at least go home and unpack before getting involved with these things? Shrevey took your luggage to your apartment.
0: Well, I anticipated you'd have some coffee made here.
5: Do I really make such alluring coffee?
0: No, but you're nice to look
5: at. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what girls are for? Well,
0: we can discuss the details of that later.
5: You mean you're going to abandon me?
0: The Shadow is going to drop in on Johnny Fresno.
5: Has Fresno actually reformed? Mm-hmm.
3: So the story goes.
5: How quaint.
3: Always something happening when you try to go straight. Hello, Johnny. What? Who's that? <laughs> shadow. You? How are things going, Johnny? I guess you know you wouldn't be here.
0: You're running into problems with Harry McCarty, eh?
3: So you know that too?
0: Why don't you go to the police, Johnny?
3: I don't know. McCarty can ruin my business. He wants in. if
0: you don't let him in?
3: If I don't, I may as well close up shop. You can't fight it, I know that. Sooner or later, this had to happen.
0: The shadow helped you once, Johnny. Gave you a chance to go straight.
3: And it was great. I'm making more money being honest.
0: You have brains, Johnny. And you were convinced that you should put your brains to good purpose instead of wasting it on a life of crime.
3: Maybe I was just scared of you. You're
0: not scared now? No. Because you're part of decent society now. Doesn't that make you feel good?
3: I want to stay this way, Shadow, but... Did McCarty
0: give you a time limit?
3: Yeah, 24 hours.
0: Call him, Johnny. Set up a meeting at his office on the waterfront at 11.30.
5: Well, I didn't expect to be down on the waterfront our first night back.
0: That's Johnny Fresno's car over there. He must have just gone into McCarty's office.
5: So I'll drive around the block a few times and pick you up here at exactly 10 after the hour.
0: I notified Commissioner Weston, and he'll be getting here in just a few minutes. Don't let him see you.
5: Johnny
2: Fresno. Right on time, Johnny. Oh, meet Shipwreck, one of my advisors. Say hello to Mr. Fresno, Shipwreck. Hello, Mr. Fresno. Yeah. You carry a gun, Johnny?
3: I never carried one, Harry, not even in the old days.
2: Ah, just asking.
3: You figured you needed a bodyguard for this meeting, huh, Harry?
2: No, no, Johnny. Shipwreck here, he got worried about a little matter, so I told him to come on over.
3: Yeah, I see
2: So, you thought my proposition over, Johnny?
3: How do you see things, Harry? I ought to know your point of view.
2: Simple. You've built up a nice front. Legitimate business, coast to coast. You're smart. So, Johnny, how soon you figure we can make it really pay off? Contraband, smuggling, you and me together, Johnny. We can make it big.
3: Harry, I'm big enough.
2: Hey, Shipwreck, you hear that? McCarty, it sounds like Mr. Fresno don't want you as a partner. Johnny, is that how it is? You
3: boys catch on real fast. Maybe Mr. Fresno ought to have his
2: mind changed, McCarty. Oh, Johnny don't want that kind of trouble, do you, Johnny? What
3: kind of trouble do you have in mind, Harry?
2: Well, if you're tough, yeah. But I'm tough. And Shipwreck is tough. Two against one, Johnny. That's lousy odds. And me thinking we'd just have a cozy little chat. Okay, Shipwreck, take him. I said, take him! <laughs> Something's
0: so get hold of me. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> the shadow, Harry. It's time to even the odds.
2: The shadow? The invisible gun. Now take it easy, Shipwreck. Everybody just take it easy. I got a gun, see? Now don't move, Johnny, or I'll blast you.
0: Do as he says, Johnny.
2: That's it. Everybody cooperative. Okay, Shatter. I don't see you, but I know where you are. You got hold of Shipwreck, but you're a sitting duck.
0: But if you pull that trigger, you may hit Shipwreck. Be careful about that. Yeah, hold too, McCarty. You could hit me. So why don't you hit him, Shipwreck? Suppose I give you a push so... up. <laughs> All right, hold it, police, chapter man. What? All right, come on. Lousy cops! You okay, Fresno? Never better, Commissioner. You're alone? <laughs> Not quite, but you can take over now, Commissioner. I should have known you were here. Alright, Makati. You and your muscle friend better get the advice of counsel. As we have a lot of questions for you. weed of crime. There's bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs>
1: If the shadow were broadcasting today, some of the episodes might be a bit different. <laughs> Here's what I mean. Who knows
4: what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows.
2: <laughs> Pretty clean job, eh, Muldoon? Yeah, the work of a master. Who do you think did it? I don't know. Do you know? I don't well, then there's only one person who does know. The Shadow knows.
4: Are you there, Shadow?
2: <laughs> who did it? Mine or now. <laughs>
6: Ladies and gentlemen, the American Forces Radio and Television Service proudly presents The Retirement Two, yet third. Hey, Harry, ever thought about retiring from the Army? You bet. Every night, right after chow.
0: No kidding. Do you know most military men and women can retire while they're still in their
6: late 40s or early 50s? Well, I blow it, I guess. I'm 58. And do you know after 20 years you can retire with at least 50% of your active duty salary? No, but hum a few bars and I'll fake it. You know, Harry, there are loads of good reasons to consider retirement. But you have to do it while you're still on active duty. I've always said, George, the more active the duty, the sweeter the retirement.
1: Financial security, retirement pay, life insurance Those are just a few of the benefits from the armed forces Find out about all of them from your personnel officer Yes, sir One evening recently, comedian Don Adams presented his parody of one of the old shows With this takeoff of The Untouchables of
6: the untouchables. He was more than just an officer of the law. He was a man with a mission. A man with a burning desire. A man with one thought. Don't touch me. He had one purpose in life. Get Frank Nitti and put him behind bars. With all the violence that took place on the screen, it was never brought to light that Elliot Ness had a home life and a family. If you thought it was rough for Mr. Nitti, imagine what it was like for Mrs. Elliot Ness.
4: Hi, Alan. Elliot home? Oh, hi, Kate. No, what's up? Oh, Joe and I were wondering if you could come over this evening and play bridge. Gee, that sounds nice. I'd love to, but uh, okay. I'm a little bush today. Hmm. I went shopping all afternoon. Uh-huh. Oh, and guess what happened? What? I lost my purse. Oh, no. Was there any money in it? Well, just two or three dollars and some old papers. Oh, were they valuable? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Just some old stuff we had in the safe deposit box. Elliot asked me to stop by at the bank and pick them up for him. I kind of got a feeling he was going to throw them away.
5: Well, it's lucky for you it wasn't nothing important.
4: In- yeah. Hi Alice. Hi Elliot. Oh, hi Kate. Hi Elliot. Oh, honey, the kids wanted to know if we'd like to come over to their house tonight and play some bridge. Oh, no,
6: I can't tonight. Not tonight. I have some very important work to do. The government is preparing his case against Frank Diddy tomorrow.
4: Oh, Elliot, after all of these years of trying to get him behind bars, do you think this time you've really got him?
6: Without a doubt. I've got him nailed to the wall this time. I've got signed confessions, proof of false income tax statements, phony documents, forged checks, all the evidence I need. Those are the papers I asked you to pick up at the bank today, dear. <laughs> those papers into the district attorney, and I'll be head of the department. Well, I think I'll get washed up and get ready for dinner. I want to get to work on those papers. That'll be enough vinegar, dear. Kate,
4: Kate, what am I going to do? I can't tell him I lost those papers. You know his temper, how wild he gets when he's mad. Well, I have to be running along oh, now. Kate, please, no, please. Maybe he'll be too shy to kill me in front of a neighbor. Well, later. Kate, hey, no, please, please don't go. You've got to help me. Well, what can I do? I'm, slash my wrists. Oh, I'm too chicken to do it myself. Oh, I have to run now. Kate, Kate, please don't. Good luck. I'll see you later. All right, Kate, but that's the last cup of sugar I'll ever
6: lend you. <laughs> Dear, let's get those papers out. I want to get to
4: work on them right after dinner. Oh, sweetheart, uh, dinner isn't ready yet. Why don't you just go in the other room and take a little nap? I couldn't possibly sleep, not
6: with all that evidence on my mind.
4: Then then why don't you watch television or read a magazine? I know. Uh, Why don't you take a walk? Uh, Go to a movie. You're overworked, sweetheart. Why don't you drop in and see your brother for a while?
0: My brother lives in Wisconsin.
4: The trip will do you good. A few months away from the house, and you'll be as good as new. And then when you get back, I'll have dinner ready. All right, Alice. All
6: right, I know your trick. Something happened today. Something happened today. What was it?
4: What do you mean? What do I
6: mean? What do I mean? I'll tell you exactly what I mean. I'm about to ask you three questions. The wrong answer to any one of which may disqualify us from further married life together. Okay? Your first category is dresses. Did you buy any dresses today? No. Okay. Your next category is famous battles. Did you speak to my mother today? No! Okay. Your final category is backs. Ah. Oh, no, no, don't tell me you lost my papers. You lost your papers. I asked you not to tell me that. Please, you've got to listen to me. Please, Elliot, give me a break. Take it easy. Take it oh, easy. Don't get oh, excited. Oh. Just come over here, sit down, relax, and tell me everything that's oh, happened today. It was, yeah, I can't.
4: I'm and I, I really,
6: You went to the bank. I did. I, I You think took the he, papers out of the book. I I
4: gave it. I put And
6: it, you put them in your pocket. No, and I, you put them in your purse. in your pocket. In your purse. You were in your purse. Okay. Then you got on a bus, right? And when you got home, you discovered that you had misplaced your bus. You had misplaced your purse. Your purse with all my important papers in it. How could you be so
4: dumb, Alice? Do you know how many years
6: it took me to gather all that evidence against Frank Nitty? What am I going to do now? I can never reproduce those copies. Oh,
4: Elliot, I'm sorry. I
6: didn't know the papers were that
4: important. Well, did you look everywhere? Did you look in your pocket? Oh, the papers were in my purse. I was afraid to put them in my pocket because I was afraid I'd lose them that way. Well, look in your pocket. There's only one pocket on this dress, Elliot, and the papers aren't in there. Well, look. Oh, all right. Look again. (laughs) Oh, Elliot, please. I don't understand. Why didn't you put them in the
6: pocket in the first place? Well, what? What's the difference? What's the difference? Okay, I will tell you what the difference is. I have been a detective for 15 years. And in 15 years, I've heard a lot of people call up and say that they had lost a purse. But in 15 years, in the whole history of the police force, have you ever heard anybody call up and report a lost pocket? (laughs) I don't understand it. Did you look everywhere? Absolutely everywhere. I looked everywhere. What happened after you called the police?
4: I didn't call the police. You did call the police?
6: <laughs> you didn't call the police? Well, what difference would that make? What difference would that make? I don't understand it. You're insane. This is absolutely unbelievable. You're the wife of a detective. The first thing you do when you lose something is call up the police. Well, what good would that do? What good would that do? They'd help you look in your pockets. They're good at that. Hello, Sergeant. This is Elliot Ness. I'd like to report a lost purse. Now, not mine, my wife's. Uh, where did you lose it? Downtown. Uh, well, how do I know where downtown? There are a lot of places to look downtown if you're really interested in finding a lost purse. <laughs> huh? Oh, uh, was it a small black suede? Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, was it a big straw carryall?
4: <laughs> how uh, not that.
6: Was it a black alligator over the shoulder? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Definitely not that.
6: Uh, yes, well, thank you. Wise guy. What did he say? He told me to call back tomorrow, they'd have a bigger selection.
4: <laughs> That's what
6: we need on the police force funny cops. Did you look everywhere? I looked everywhere. Did you look in your pockets?
4: Yes! Well, look again! If it will make you any happier, I'm going to put out a dress with packets all over the place! Okay.
6: Okay. I'm not going to get excited. I'm not going to get upset. I'm going to remain perfectly, absolutely calm because I have a plan where we can work this whole thing out. We'll do it just the way we do it down at the police station. We will reenact the entire day from beginning to finish. We'll act it all out, and that way everything will come back and you will remember. Now, what's the first thing that you did this morning?
4: Billy well, did a lot of things. Well, don't tell me act it out, Billy. I can't act. Oh yes, you can. <laughs> well,
6: what's the first thing you did this morning?
4: Well, the first thing I did was go to the bank. All right,
6: the bank. We're in the bank. I'm the bank teller, and you come into the bank. Good morning, Mrs. Ness.
4: Good morning. I would like to see my safe deposit box. Why, certainly, Mrs. Ness. And how is your
6: wonderful, brilliant husband, Mr. Ness?
4: Oh, thank you very much. I'll just put these important papers in my purse. Ah!
6: Don't you think that important papers like that would be safer in your pocket?
4: He never said that! Willie, (laughs) shut up! What happened next? Then I went to the supermarket and I bought some fruit.
6: Okay, we're in the supermarket. I'm the grocery clerk. All right, Mrs. Ness, here you are. Some peaches, plums, and pears. That'll be 84 cents.
4: Oh, fine. I happen to have the exact change right here in my purse. Ah! I see you have some very important papers in your purse.
6: Don't you think they would be safer in your pocket? He
4: never really, shut
6: up! What happened next? Then I got on the bus! Okay, we're on the bus! I'm the bus driver. You come into the bus. All right, you'll step to the rear of the bus. You fair, lady? Mm-hmm.
4: I happen to have the exact change right here in my hand. Ah, lady, I noticed you have some very important papers in your purse. He never well, they shut up. I'm sorry about the first! It was just one of those things. Well, you should have been more careful. Three people
6: warned you. The bank teller, the grocery clerk, and the bus driver. They didn't say
4: those things. You said that they never did. No.
6: My purse! My papers! My papers! My important papers! Important papers! Huh? Oh, these are the most important papers in the world. Are you kidding? You should have put them in your pocket.
4: <laughs>
6: you saved my life with these important papers. You're going to get a reward, son. I'm going to give you a nice reward as soon as I find my wallet. Oh, my wallet! You can't I can't find the... your wallet. Well, here? I had my wallet it was right oh, here. Why my...
4: don't you look in your pocket? I got it in my
6: pocket. <laughs> well, look again. Look, look
4: again. <laughs> in your purse! It's my purse. <laughs>
1: Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.